intro, huh? <laughs> Pretty good, it seems. <laughs> I'm back. Oh, it's Chelsea. I'm back, and I'm one wine slushy in, and I'm feeling good. Wish I had another yes. one. Yeah, we had a little bit of Bev's. <laughs> I have coffee right now because I can't hold my Bev's. Bev. Bev's. What'd y'all drink? Also, who are you guys? I'm Jordan, by the way. Austin. I had a apple caramel slushy. Yeah. Chelsea? I'm Chelsea. I had a peach wine slushy. It was delicious. I had um, a coffee stout, which is not this. I'm having coffee, coffee, coffee water, hot coffee water. Mm-hmm. Bean water. Bean water. I love, love beans. We love to see it. so <laughs> disgusting when we say bean water. We love to see it. Hot, hot bean. How do you guys like your coffee? Because everyone else besides me right now uh, likes to destroy coffee. I like a nice iced coffee with like milk and like caramel. But like, what color is your coffee? Oh, it's like we white. Should post, we should post a <laughs> coffee color scale on our Instagram. I'm sorry, I hit somebody's button. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah, I like a, a white coffee. <laughs> a white coffee. That's disgusting. Um, I like a nice little creamy cream, little little, be- little beige. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I'll put I'll post a uh, I'll post a scale on our Instagram and you can tell us. But yes. I like a little coffee with my creamer, you know. But I did try recently. Um, like a, I don't know, it was like a caramel iced coffee from Starbucks with like a sweet yeah. cold cream mm-hmm. or however, whatever it is. Delicious. Well, I like black coffee because if it's good coffee, then you don't have to do shit to it. Also, like, dairy upsets my stomach and I'm just not here for that. Yeah, and just regular coffee. And also, I'm cultured. I'm like, you too swine. <laughs> I'm cultured swine. It hurts me. Quite literally. I mean, it hurts us all, but we do it anyway. And no, I have to be like medicated to have it though, which is like trash. I think I had it too much at one point, like over like every single day. Do you think it was the sugar part of it? I don't think or the so milk? actually. I th- no, actually, because I've tried messing with it and it's always like coffee. Have you tried coffee without the coffee and it was fine? <laughs> I have gone through a part where coffee just messes coffee messes me up when I like need the coffee. Yeah. But when I'm like leisurely like mm, when I'm I want coffee, most. it doesn't mess me up. What kind of sick stuff is that because mm. i've tried coffee with non-dairy creamer i've mm-hmm. tried coffee with liquid creamer i've tried coffee with powdered creamer have you tried syrup i feel like i have maybe that's good that's the only thing i'll do but like i don't do it that much so anymore. coffee hates me but i love it this okay. whole last week i've been going into work and i've been double fisting two thermoses <laughs> of coffee mm-hmm. which over the summer i've been doing three so i've cut down hey you know you do you girl you get I, the coffee we love to see coffee um, when it's first thing in the morning and you don't want to go into office and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. kill me. But coffee saves the day. Mm-hmm. Mm. Unfortunately, this episode is not about coffee. I you're know right. you're so sad. You're right. It's not. Yes. We're going to get in to the thick of things. We yes. are doing a true crime episode. Um, yes. Have either of you done one before? Because I certainly have not. I've listened no. to a lot, but... No, I've listened to some. I listened to lots of true crime. I wrote... I read that true crime book recently. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I've watched true um, crime a lot when I worked third shifts. Loved the true crime. <laughs> I love the true crime. Investigation Discovery is the best. Yes. I like listening to YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Lots of YouTubers do really good, like, re- like just talks, yeah. talking videos mm-hmm. where they talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that means that none of us have, uh, done the whole spiel before. Mm-mm. So this will be our first time doing that. Um, which is like a lot of things for our podcast, um, being this episode four. So episode four, episode four, Chelsea, for you, it's three. It's three. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't say four. I'm always going to be behind. We're going to have a contest and like see who... Like, who is the last person standing for me- meeting every single episode? Mm-hmm. Well, it won't be me. Yeah, I'm not going to be here next week. That's a lie. <laughs> but Chelsea, <laughs> tell us about it. I won't be here next week. That's fine. Chelsea, you're going to get number four. I know. I know. Don't have too fun without me. I'm going to Georgia. You going to Georgia? That sounds nice, actually. Yeah. Georgia. 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 Georgia, home of the peach. You gonna get you a peach slushy down there too? God, I hope so. Mm. Get ass. <laughs> what? You're gonna get ass. Like the peach, peach emoji. Yeah, the peach oh. butt. You gonna get that ass? <laughs> yeah. 
Tasty, tasty. Okay, today we're going to be talking about the case of Catherine Winters. This is very inappropriate for that. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sorry. uh, That intro was very (laughs) Yeah, Catherine Winters was from Newcastle, Indiana. And pretty much everyone in Newcastle, Indiana knows at least parts and pieces of it. It's kind of pretty infamous here. That's it. Yeah. Yes. But outside of here, I've not really heard anyone cover the case. So um, after this, I'm probably going to look into it and see who did it and who did it better than us. <laughs> but for now. I'm sure there's someone. As far as I know, it's only us. It's so intriguing, honestly. Like, it I is. mean, I think all true crime just really is so interesting. Yeah. Especially, and unfortunately, like the unsolved ones where yeah. it's just like. You don't know what happened. You don't know what happens. It's just like. God, yeah. I just want to know more. Like, what happened? Like, why? Mm-hmm. How is there someone like someone out there anywhere that just doesn't know anything? Yeah, yeah. So, or if there's someone out there that does yeah. know, that's there's been creepier. like more recent cases too. Like a girl in Bloomington that went to IU. Like, mm-hmm. I forget, but her parents are. St- I forget her name right now, but her parents are still been looking for her. Yeah, just like up and disappeared. Like, it's sad. And like a lot lately, so much more um, cases of missing persons, especially yeah. women, especially women of color. Are just disappearing. It's really sad. Because mm. um, I get like Catherine Winters. This is like 107 years, 107 years ago. Yes. So Something like that. back. I mean, then there was like you know no not, not any media. There was like not anything mm-hmm. the technology that we have today. And for things like this to still be happening, it's just mind blowing. Yeah. Yes. So and something about it being like a child just like really like yeah. gut wrench wrenches you when you know if like. If the case is when you know the parents are innocent and they show it, it just, like, hurts so much more because usually you can, like, feel that yeah. that pain. Um, yes. But so. with this one, it's a little wishy-washy, and everyone's got their opinion that's already heard of it. But mm-hmm. I, after researching it, um, my opinions change a little bit. Not too much, but I didn't know as much as I know now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a lot more to it than I thought. So, yes, Jordan, take the wheel. Yes, um, I'm going to introduce who's who you need to know for this case. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few people involved, not too many, but let's start off with Catherine Winters' mom, Ada Whistler Winters, um, who was born in Arlington, Wisconsin in 1881. And she meets and marries um, Catherine Winters' father, William Winters, in 1904 in Chicago. While he was still in dental school. Um, And then they moved to Newcastle after that. And they had two children. Catherine, who, when this takes place... No, actually, when this other thing takes place. So, when Catherine was five and her younger brother, Frank, was three, their mother, Ida, dies at 28 in uh, Colorado Springs of tuberculosis. And she's buried in Wisconsin. Hmm. So, she dies before any of this happens. Um... And then we meet uh, Dr. William Asa Winters, I want to say. Asa or Asa, A-S-A. I'm assuming that's his middle name. Um, But Mm -hmm. William Winters, uh, we're going to call him Dr. Winters um, for the sake of things because there is another um, Williams in this case. So he's the father of Catherine. He was born in Illinois in 1877, and he was 26 when Catherine disappears. After Ida dies, uh, he remarries a woman by the name of... Byard, I want to say her name is. It's B Y R D. Austin, do you know? I've been reading it as Bird. Bird. As Bird. That's what I'm to reading. To be honest, it's because a, an older name is Birdie. Oh, so that's I, right. I assume that's Bird. Okay, yeah. I'll call her Bird then. So there are two Williams in the story, and we're going to be calling him Dr. Winters, and this other one we'll probably be calling William Ross. But let's talk more about Bird. So Bird Ritter Winters um, is her stepmom, and she was born in actually. Henry County, which is the town this is pla- t- taking place in, sorry, in uh, 1880. She worked at her mother's boarding house at the Bundy Hotel and downtown par- department stores. And she was married to Dr. Winters in 1910. And the press, when talking about this case, really, really like gas her up as like a really good parent, which is going to be interesting once we go down the line. So they describe her as a devoting stepmother. She sews beautiful clothes for Catherine after she goes missing. Like she's anticipating her stepdaughter's return. She's mm. ready for her to come home. She's doing the works to really... Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It almost sounds a little bit like um, damage control. Sounds a little suspicious. It, yeah. It sounds a little sus. And we have William Ross Cooper. And 
him I did not know existed at all until actually diving into the case, um, which is very weird because he sounds a little bit more suspicious. Mm-hmm. So around this time, it's not uncommon for families to rent out their basements or rooms in their actual house yes. to, you know, anyone for boarding for like income, basically. Yeah. And there was um, a little bit of talk that there was some instability in the household regarding money. Yes. So part, some thought is that they are letting people live in the house. Yeah. And William was born in... Maxwell, Indiana, in 1883. Uh, he loses an arm in a serious hunting incident, is what it says online. I didn't look too much into it, um, which there's not that much coverage of it anyway, so I'm not sure if I could have found if I really yeah. dug for it. But yes, he's missing an arm, and he goes to become a telegraph operator, operator for Big Four Railroads Company, which is how he's paying for his boarding at the Winter's home until... Shortly before Catherine goes missing, he decides to stop boarding right before the disappearance. Um, after the case, he moves back to Maxwell, then to Greenfield, and gets married and continues his work for the railroads. And then we have nine-year-old Catherine Winters. She goes missing at the age of nine, like I said, on March 20th, 1913. While she was selling sewing needles door-to-door, she was in fourth grade at the time at Holland School, I don't think that school exists. I don't know if they renamed it or anything, but I've never heard of it. So I'm assuming it's no longer around. I don't know where that would be regarding the location compared to where she goes missing. So mm-hmm. um, she was selling needles door to door. And they said that she had a beloved doll that has a favorite spot in a window seat at home. Um, people described her pretty much without much, without much say, unlike her stepmother, who they really lean into more, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of frustrating. With cases like these because when you learn more nice things about suspects, which, spoiler, she will be a suspect, which I think you kind of catch on to that as we talk about her, or as we have been so far. Um, We don't really care for her that much. Um, But yeah, it doesn't say much about her, only that she had a doll, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of weird since last week we had a doll as a a guest. So I like to imagine that it is Darla. Spooky. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> What's spooky? So I don't, I don't know why I decided to make that part of the lore for me, but now I'm actually terrified of Catherine's doll, so. Yes. And then, Cheers to her. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the day of. Um, I'm pulling this from Heather Monroe on medium.com if you guys want to pull up the article and read more. But the day was March 20th of 1913. Um, it was a good day, but elementary school for Catherine was closed because of a measles out- outbreak. Oof. Bird was accompanied by her sister, May, and they decided to take advantage of the day and go to buy wallpaper. Bird's mother was looking after Catherine, Frankie, and May's daughter. They got permission from Grandma Ritter to go see their playmate, and as they were doing that, they were working, as Jordan said, on selling needles, mm-hmm. um, and they were trying to sell save money for a church fundraiser. Yes. And I even uh, heard that there were many people that, like, saw her walking down the main road. Um, She even walked past her dad's dentist office, too. Yeah, and she passed by Dan Monroe, who was a friend of the family. They said hi to each other. Um, And as far as I know, he was maybe one of the last known people to see Mm -hmm. her. Uh, They were supposed to be home by lunch, but Catherine just never made it back there. And yeah. so, pretty immediately, a search was started, but yes. as the search started, it started raining. Mm. Yeah. From what I heard through the whereiscatherwinners.com site, it was around dinner time, and when she didn't show up for dinner that evening, that's mm-hmm. when they actually were like, oh no, because at first they thought that she was maybe hanging out with her friend, mm-hmm. playing dolls. Yeah. You know, as kids do. Yeah, her friend had just gotten a new dollhouse, so yes. that was originally That's, that's also what I read. Very noteworthy. Yes. And so the search was starting. It had started raining. Uh, people were trying to figure out what maybe had, could have happened. Mm-hmm. And so something that came up is, I'm going to use the term that's in the article, which is gypsies, but it's quote unquote because there's yes. multiple other terms people are comfortable mm-hmm. with. Yeah. So we're just going to use traveler, right? Traveler's fine. But traveler's yeah, fine. I'm going to yeah. use gypsy in case you also are maybe only familiar with that term. Yeah. Yeah. 
But anyway, so people have seen people traveling through town that weren't local. And they were suspicious that maybe they had had something to do with it. So they went to them. They eventually found their caravan and talked to them. Nothing came from it. So and Doc, what was the thing that you told me that they had even said? Yes. Um, well, they were combing the streets if you're for a few more hours and it kept raining. But Doc mm-hmm. was like convinced that maybe these people had just taken her. Yes. And so he talked to the police there and they went back to the caravan and they let them search the caravan, but when they opened it up, there's like nine or ten kids, and the mm-hmm. people were saying, you know, I already have so many kids, why would I take another one? Right. Um, you know, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, and so they did let them search it multiple times, mm-hmm. and nothing came from it. Um, yeah. And people still to this day think that they did it, but that to me sounds like, yeah, of course you can search. There's a missing girl. Like, we've got ten kids. We obviously can empathize. Yeah, and the important thing to note too is that Doc offered a hundred dollar reward for the return of his daughter. Yeah. And um Adolf, who was had the caravan mm-hmm. and all of that, offered a thousand dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. I yeah, and I would say that why would he offer a thousand dollars if like And you know at that mean? and in yeah. nineteen thirteen that's like not just nothing. Yeah. Right. And but offer his own money that like that yeah. And a good thing to know about Indiana, especially during this time, was that race is, like, still a really big problem. Um, Around the time, there was still, like, issues with the KKK and all that. So it's hard to, like, trust the sources that that are given um, and accounts of, like, well, I thought they did it or I thought they did it. But this one, I don't think that the... The caravan. Yeah, it's like a rumor that like transcends time, I think, because of the novelty of having people traveling through the town on the day that someone went missing. Yeah, Um, but it's also like so many other things tie into it that it's like, why are you focusing on this one thing? Like, isn't it weird? Like, it was almost planned to be on this day when it's supposed to be like a really bad storm and it even like flooded the roads so bad. Right, and so that brings us to into the fact that. Catherine wasn't found and mm-hmm. it had flooded and the police believe that if she had died in a flood they would find her body so that right. led most people to and they even closed a lot of shops in town so people yeah. could search so they didn't find her body so they were like okay something else probably has happened right and with cases like these I just because I listen to a lot of them and there's there's usually like a pattern to these things I always like look at the father first when looking into that um I don't believe that he had anything to do with it, really. I I think he was really, like, hurt over the whole thing. The first 60 hours of her missing, he did not stop at all. He searched the entire time, all 60 hours, to a point that doctors forced him to stop working or stop searching because it was so unhealthy and it just wasn't helping. And on his deathbed, um, years later, he said something along the lines of, I'm finally going to find out what happened, which is really sad. Yeah, Um, so sad. So I truly do not think he had anything to do with it. Yeah, and then also they had the townspeople at the time came together and they raised money so a private investigator could be hired who was named Harry Webster. And Harry's... Um, at the time idea was that he believed someone in the family was involved Mm -hmm. because the body wasn't found and based on what we've already talked about it didn't make tons of sense that she was kidnapped by these people traveling through town right so Mm -hmm. he became focused on them and especially the fact that Catherine and her brother had basically life insurance policies Mm -hmm. and today it would have been worth about like seventy thousand dollars right and so he was like okay maybe someone has taken her and they're gonna use her as like some kind of ransom right and that would even help if they're already having financial struggles in the household right and so but he started reaching out to family and the more that he did the more that it just cleared people rather than right base any suspicion on them and when I researched it I came across a similar thing of where they thought if it wasn't the immediate family it was someone in the outside reaches looking for a ransom but Mm -hmm. if she's still missing and was never found at all then like there was no point to hold a ransom because you're exactly, not... Exactly, because they weren't getting any... I mean... They weren't going to get any money, and they didn't ask for any money. Yeah. So that just, like, completely falls through. Yeah. Right, and then another issue is that... So once the money that was offered for Harry basically ran dry in, like, a month or two, they basically couldn't give him anything else, and so he decided he had to quit the case, which, mm-hmm. unfortunate, but I guess fair. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so they found someone else, a detective named Al- Alfred Lunt, 
and he was okay, but there was a lot of butting heads because he didn't agree with Doc, her dad, because mm-hmm. her dad was so focused that he believed that these people had kidnapped her, mm-hmm. the people traveling through town, and yeah, he really wasn't willing to see anything else mm-hmm. whereas uh alfred Lund did not believe that's what happened yeah yeah i think by when you're that deep into your own child's disappearance like reason is really hard to grasp and you're just yeah. looking you're just looking so hard for the answer yeah um that if there's like a chance it could be one person then like you're it's probably gonna be harder to let go of that um and look elsewhere especially towards his step or her stepmom or anyone else that was eventually suspected Mm -hmm. which even he was suspected at one point it's fair to note right and so it just got increasingly difficult because the funds kept running out and so these detectives would quit quit the case and so you have like multiple detectives they get so so far Mm -hmm. and then it kind of just leaves it like a cold end again yeah yeah um so, but at this point, it became national news. So people started contributing and yes. helping, like raise funds and mm-hmm. resources. Yes, and I even have it noted. Um, the search party was noted to be around seven hundred men and four hundred women. Like, wow, it was pretty much most of the town. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was all over the news. Um, yeah, for a while. And in the way that it does, it became a little bit sensationalized because yeah. there was a lot of focus on the family. Um, and another issue is that the family was having a lot of interference with the police. Mm-hmm. Like, they, yes. they weren't getting along. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point where even, like, the Winters were directly taking calls rather than having them go to the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I think they really try to make the case more sellable to the media, um, which is probably part of the reason things get a little wishy-washy on, like, pointing fingers. Because... Journalists will look for the the thing that'll sell most. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would not be. Uh, it would not be hard to convince me that that did not attribute to the fact that it went cold. Right, and so eventually too, because of the interference and everything that was happening, they began to suspect directly Doc and Bird mm-hmm. because they were wondering why are you so focused on one outcome? Right, mm-hmm. and yeah, why are you? essentially messing with the investigation mm-hmm. so uh the prosecutor that was hired at this time decided that they were gonna bring together a grand jury they're gonna talk and they uh called frankie to the stand who was Catherine's younger brother mm-hmm. which is quite a big deal it's it can maybe be traumatic for a child to take right. the stand and mm-hmm. tell their account um and then doc was infuriated by it like he Right. Yeah, he was very mad. And also, we haven't really touched on it but very much, but he, Doc had a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. just fueled that. Which is, yes. yeah, I saw, that was something that I had saw like in an article. Too. Yes. Um, but yeah, to have one kid go missing and then traumatize the other trying to find... It's, like, what do you do in that situation? Yeah. Younger, I mean, Catherine was already so young, and then to have her younger brother, like... Yeah, he's five. How well are we going to even be able to... You know, right, and he wasn't necessarily a direct um, yeah. witness to most of the day. I don't think. I think she went to go play with her girlfriends. Yeah. yeah. So, I like saw this article, and it's like a few years old from a local news station around here in Indiana. Yes. Um, but so it's like three years old, but still pretty relevant because I had not like heard about this mm-hmm. um, piece of information. But anyway. So it's like now would have been 107 years by the time it was like 104 years later. Um, they talked about they had found new like evidence or a new article that had come up. So they there's like I mean obviously so many reporters everyone's like looking for clues and they've been looking for clues. Um, yes. But anyway, so there was a message from one of the papers how like the town was like a bustling factory town, which we kind of have like realized that there's like used to be like a lot of factories in the yes. town. Yes. There's a lot of closed down factories yeah. all over town. So it used. That's so, our main outsource. Yeah, obviously there was like a lot of like automobiles and like all different kinds of like horses and wagons and things coming through town. Um, and the person who was like going over this had thought like, how have I not seen this like clue like before? How have I not found this? How has mm-hmm. no one found this? So what like Austin had mentioned that the father he was like a dentist, but he was like a little bit of a drinking problem mm-hmm. um, and an unfaithful wife. Right. Um, so they had this. So there was a boarder, which was William Cooper. 
and he was like the one-armed railroad worker yes. that was like staying with them at the time when they were still boarding. Um, and then they had obviously the brother and then Catherine who were staying there as well. So everyone thinks that the stepmother did it, which obviously she's very suspicious. And right. I would, that's who I would think too. I bet after reading this, I was like, Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so this person was saying that everyone thinks the stepmother did it, but she goes, I don't think that it's actually the stepmother because after years of looking through this, um, they found something where Catherine had gone missing, like about a block away from where our courthouse is now. Right. And so let's see, everyone was like looking at it and they were completely shocked because after all, all, after all of this went on, like how have they not found any clues of like where she was? And like, we, we talked about theories, like maybe it was a band mm-hmm. of gypsies or maybe distant relatives like cat, like kidnapped her for yes. ransom. And there was and- even a um, suspicion that both William Ross and Bird did it because they had been possibly caught by Catherine. Yes. Maybe not, but someone did eventually yeah. find out that they were having an affair together. Yes. So that's what it actually talked about was, um, so the detective had like turned their focus to the stepmother and the boarder who were having an affair together, apparently. Um, so hidden in the, the home's basement, they had like investigators had found like a child's sweater and a hair ribbon and a bloodstained sweatshirt. And yes. the yeah. clothing was similar to the description of the clothing she was last seen in. It was a yeah. red sweater that she was noted yeah. to be wearing. And, and I, my mom told me when I was talking about this case earlier that it had been found within the furnace in the basement. Mm. Which I replied, that's weird because you can't burn a body at that temp- It has to be really high temperature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it must be like an evidence situation they're trying to get rid of evidence yeah so that's what we're thinking so the three were arrested and then 14 months later 14 months after she had vanished um the judge obviously called off the case because there wasn't enough evidence Mm -hmm. so nothing really went with them but then more than a century later henry county's historical society had discovered a document that they had never seen before it was a handwritten document 10 pages long unsigned and undated obviously so that's great. <laughs> but um, the writer recounts a story that, like, Cooper's boss, which Cooper, so Cooper was the, uh, like, the rail hand, like, the border or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they remembered that Cooper was shipping boxes out of state to himself, the rail oh. hand. So they had found, like, his boss had remembered and they had, like, found this somewhere in all of this that the rail hand was shipping boxes out of state to himself. I never heard that. So they had suspected that it might have held Catherine's remains. Oh my God. So they said from everything that they had learned that the guy, Cooper, was a very mean person. He was intimidating Uh and he scared people. Um, So Pitts was one of the investigators or whatever that thinks that he discovered the writer's identity. Um, The amount of matches, it matched evidence and stories that people had told at the time. They had always, so everyone had kind of always believed that Catherine, well not everyone, but like people who were like really looking at it believed that um, Catherine had actually made it home that day mm-hmm. and that something had happened to her after she got home because different articles had talked about how home life wasn't really the greatest, probably right. because of the financial situation and right. the stepmother and, like, obviously if she had, like, She's an affair, to... she was having an affair yeah. in the basement with a boarder. Right. So, you know, the, yeah. that would make so much more sense um, because of the fact that he moved out right before she went missing yeah. so no one would be thinking well you were staying there so mm-hmm. yeah but he still knows how to get into the house he knows the time yes when the parents are in exactly. when the parents are out i mean it would have to be someone that yeah. knows the family and knows that if she did get home that day who wouldn't be there yeah so we so like ransom doesn't make sense because they never asked for anything and the gypsies or whatever uh-huh. like they kind of cleared them so i mean it had to be someone close that had like a reason So they're wondering, like, there's several questions. Like, why didn't the police connect the dots? Mm -hmm. Um, Was all the evidence, like, destroyed or was it lost? Mm -hmm. And then who put the document in the Historical Society's file and when? Yeah. The mother or whatever, the stepmother or whatever, was having an affair with this border Cooper Mm -hmm. in their basement. And they think that Catherine may have, like, walked in on them and saw them. So Cooper had, like, killed her to, like, cover it up. Yeah. And then, which is crazy. Like, I I never had heard about... Like, I knew that there was borders and stuff, but I never had heard about this evidence about the border shipping yeah. boxes out of state to yeah. himself. I mean, I'm just fine about this right now. I'm, this like, is shocked. Like, literally just found out about this, and I'm like, okay, this changes everything. And the fact that their house was right on the rails. Yeah. Um, because it's on 16th Street, right off of Broad. Yeah. And 
just a little off to the side is where the train tracks cross broads mm-hmm. and a little ways past that on the other side of the street is the actual stopping port for the yeah. train or whatever they call that the yeah. station so um, it's just crazy yeah. to think i mean that like makes so much more sense it like completely blows my mind because okay her mother was having an affair with the border mm-hmm. and then the border if, if it was true that like captain had walked in on them that would make sense how he yeah. would want to cover it up because they didn't want to like the father to find out and then he's shipping boxes out of state to himself i mean how are people like not like not connecting the dots to this like and that would also that could also tie into the stepmom knowing about it yeah and trying to cover her own ass by like selling these clothes for her because she knows she's not coming putting on a show people are not stupid this may have been 107 years ago yeah but they're i mean come on like and because when i was a little kid and i heard about this case um the main two theories that i had heard were about the stepmom were that she either buried her in the basement because weren't they doing renovations at the time? Down there? I think so, have. yeah. I had heard something about that too. Because it flooded down there. Yes. Um, the thing about this town's flooding is that it gets really bad in your basements if you're in the middle of town. And that's mm. where they were. They were in the middle of town. And that is one theory that they were able to get the body down there and put away. Yeah. Um, so she could be under the house. Or the stepmom, Birdie. She took the body and disposed of it by the train tracks. Um, not in town, but slightly outside town, more towards, um, I want to say, Raintree Heights area. Mm. Um, which wouldn't be that hard to do because you can just walk from your house a little ways like forward, hit the train tracks, and then walk down them. Yeah, which is, and it would have been so much easier yeah. like, then than it is, I mean, now. like, But that's crazy. Like, it makes me think, like, if there's theories like that, like, obviously someone's come up with this, so why are, are people not, like, looking for them? Like, are they not, like... I know that the town's been built up, and there's... I mean... Oh, you know what? I just remembered the the actual layout map. So, behind the Winter's house, there is a little alleyway. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of that um, block, right behind them, is... Well, there used to be a... Um, factory that was right on the train tracks Mm -hmm. i don't exactly remember what they did there um i had been there once before with cody um who you might remember from last week and the train would stop there Mm -hmm. so it would not be impossible for them to walk one minute down the road with a body in the back alleyways with where no one would see them while it's raining and just bad weather out Mm -hmm. even if it is like probably around 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m., hmm. that area, it would not be impossible for them to hide the body in there, especially considering the fact that there was a basement really deep in that um, factory because Cody and I tried to go down it, and ironically enough, it was flooded, so we couldn't. Hmm. Yeah. And that's that. about that? That's just, that's what it, like, makes me wonder. Like, I know the, t- the town has been built up, and yeah. it's, like, who knows, like, how, like, where the ground laid then, but it's, like, makes me wonder, like, if there's theories about this, where her body could still be, like, under the house or mm-hmm. beside somewhere, like, why haven't people, like, with all the technology that we have now, how could we couldn't go and, like, find it or, like, people right. couldn't, and that, like, investigators couldn't go try to find it or find a reason to be able to go into the house and, like, look underneath and, like, and how come they didn't do that? Like, how come they haven't done that already? Like, well, if I'm they curious. have, if that is true about him shipping boxes, yeah. then it's... I feel like, yeah, like, I feel like that's the thing. If he was shipping boxes out of state to himself, which I, I can't get over that. Like, shipping boxes to himself. That's insane. That's that absolutely that. insane that he was shipping out of state to himself. Okay, that's like a red flag, like, major. Yeah. Okay, and he was having an affair with the stepmother, and that's now a known thing. Okay, come on. Like, right. that would, I mean, who, I mean, you would never be able to find him because it's, like, out of the state, and then it's kind of out of everyone's hands, even though it made national news, it's like, who knows where her body would have been. Well, by now, yeah. But Who by knows? then, it's like... Oh, there's a few places it could have been. Yes. Yeah. Also, I want to point out a few different other, like, theories that I yes. saw here that were interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you have to take account, maybe it was, like, literally a random weirdo. Yeah. Um, because True. two weeks before Catherine disappeared, an eight-year-old girl was abducted and sexually assaulted near where she lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, two months after Catherine vanished, another child was almost coaxed and then another child intervened 
Mm. Um, mm. And then after that, another man coaxed two girls. So there was clearly an issue in the town. Mm. And yeah. Catherine and her friends were just wondering. So it would have been very yeah. possible that someone could have just picked her up. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one, though, that blew my mind as I was reading it is, um, so shortly after Catherine vanished, an anonymous man left a corpse of a female child with a cemetery caretaker, Theodore Brown. He claimed it was his daughter who had passed away from illness. He had no money to have a proper burial, and he had nothing like a death certificate. Um, and she was appeared to have bruising. She was wearing a gingham dress, similar okay. to what Catherine had been wearing that day. And basically she was put into an unmarked grave. Do they know what that is? Yes. And it was, I mean... Of course, it sounds suspicious. So eventually, it was kind of picked up, mm-hmm. and people were like wondering what it is. It sounds like Doc though was uninterested in being after looking at so many bodies. Yeah. At that point, he was kind of done. It seems like that's mm-hmm. valid. Um, some other people went to look though, and I think someone even claimed like wrote a letter swearing it was his daughter, mm-hmm. but swearing it was Catherine or someone else's daughter. Someone else's, like oh, okay. swearing that it was his. Yeah. Um, Do you but, think? They could look into it now and get DNA. What we'll get to this, though, is that... Mm. So, it was in a marked grave, just in, like, a little coffin. Um, So, let me get this. Oh, also, the person who swore that it was his daughter... Remember at the beginning of this, it was the person who had brought it had said, I don't have money for a burial. Like, I have, Mm -hmm. like, nothing. Yes. But the person who claims it was his daughter was a lawyer at the time. So, he probably would be someone who could afford those things mm-hmm. yeah um also no going forward no, no one really talked about it and then about a year later someone tried digging up the grave and it's literally gone oh like all the things that we talked about like those sweater ribbon letters the shirt the corpse is gone. i wonder if they took that and they dumped it in the basement to be found later i don't know but yeah i like was looking at that and i was like that is weird yeah yeah. Wow. Hmm. Um, but I do believe that Catherine was probably killed around the house at the very least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of, the reason we're talking about this during October is because the house has... So along with the house, there are a lot of accounts of hauntings. Um, it's said that there are ghosts basically in the house. Um, I know that when my mom was in real estate, she had actually had the house um that she was showing and it was the uh the winter's house and when her co-workers found out that she was showing the house a couple of them wanted to go with her just to see it so it was her um and two other ladies that went and they went in and they were kind of like you know psyching themselves out a little mm-hmm. spooked yeah and they go in and they're all together and they're kind of huddled close and then i guess like i like uh person's voice almost like a screechy noise um came from the basement um and a door slam and they quickly ran out and one of them started crying and the other one like ran to their car got a gun out of their car oh and the other gosh. was like whoa what are you gonna do because we didn't know you had that <laughs> i don't like to mess with the bat i don't like to mess with those are you gonna shoot a ghost Cookies. can you shoot a ghost no you can't but I don't like to mess with the whole spirits. Mm. Yeah. I'll, actually, I think it was she got the gun because they thought, they legit thought someone was in the house. That's, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's fair. But yeah, fair. one of them started crying. They were so, like, freaked out by it. And, like, th- while they were in there before that happened, like, the noise, there's so many different noises coming from the house. And they mm. went back to the office and, like, all of the others are like, oh, we don't believe you. And then, like, a couple of the dudes there were like, well, take us because we want to go. So my mom took them and they went through the house and um, nothing really happened. She, while they were there, she went to the attic mm-hmm. and she found like a ton of old newspapers from like when it happened, just like stashed up there. Yeah, and I guess like the lady after the winters that had the house for like a long time, she she tried to make it into like a bed and breakfast and it didn't happen. But um, yeah. Well. yeah, so like a lot of the like place was like renovated and it looks like a little bit different than how it used to Hmm. but yeah Hmm. it's kind of creepy um oh and i think supposedly uh you might be able to see the doll that Catherine had um because it would sit in front of the window like i mean they would just put it there the family did Mm. yeah i've heard that yeah Mm -hmm. i don't think i saw anything when i drove by recently but it's spooky 
It is a little yeah. spooky. Jeez. Yeah. Which my mom says she's like, I don't know what I did. I don't know what happened to those. I didn't. I don't think I took any. I was like, Mom, yes, you did. <laughs> she's like, Well, I don't think I did. And I was like, Well, here's how I know you did because I got in the car, uh, in the passenger seat, and I, before I could get in, I looked down and I'm like, Mom, what are all these newspapers? Um, and she told me that that's where it came from. That's how I know that she, that there were newspapers. Don't do it. Don't take anything from these places. Well, I don't know where they are, and she doesn't know where they are either. So they didn't want her to have them. Yeah, they, they didn't want her to have them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they maybe they went back on their own. Maybe that's possible. And that's what and that's why we don't know where they are. <laughs> yep. Spooky. 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 But yeah. Is um, someone living there now? Yes. Okay. I don't know who, but if you drive by it, um, they have a few chickens, um, a few yeah. metal chickens. Um, as, chickens. Okay. as the outdoor decor and I told him I was like well listen you gotta really try to sell this house as not being a horrific crime scene and you gotta just do your best so if you need like a giant chicken statue in your front yard <laughs> yes go for it I'm put so that curious. cock out there you know <laughs> yes but I will say I think you guys have basically like the best theory I've heard because I didn't even know this like Ross person existed <laughs> Until today. It's very mm. weird because... It's very interesting because... He was a household member. Yeah, people get very, like, caught up in, like, two theories here, I think. Mm-hmm. In the theory of, like, travelers taking her, and then the theory of the, the step-mom. step-mom. Um, which are kind of, like... Tied hand-in-hand hand yes. of the step-mom and the... But they're kind of, like, problematic theories, too. Oh, they're like, very problematic. <laughs> because they're, like, inherently racist and sexist theories. Oh, absolutely they are. <laughs> Um, but, but that's Indiana for you. Yeah. But no, it's really interesting though, because I was like looking more after Chelsea was talking about that. And I was like, in the article I'm reading, like they describe Ross Cooper's packages, the person who helped him ship them. Mm -hmm. He was like talking back on them. He's like, it was literally like coffin sized. Oh my God. Really? Like, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) I'm like more and more convinced about this Cooper character than I have ever, like I like, oh wow. How do you kill... A girl with one arm, with a little not help. alone, probably with a not help. alone with a little help. Yes, and Jeez. how it makes me sad. So Catherine's uh, brother Frankie eventually moved to California. He it's where he died, and then Doc literally drank himself to death. Mm-hmm. He died when he was I don't know in 1949. So I'm not sure how old he was at and that he was point. Eight, he was born in 1880, so it was about 60 ish. Yeah, but if you think about it too, That's like. When Catherine went missing, he was like twenty. He was like our age. Yeah. I know. When I we were like first starting out, like like listing all their ages and stuff, it's like they had two kids when she was what like the or whatever twenty eight. Like yeah. the mom was twenty eight before she died at twenty eight. I mean, yeah. to have financial issues then was probably like okay. Yeah. But like that's like I'm like twenty six and I can't imagine having two kids and I don't know. It's like I a can't whole imagine time. like what your reaction would be if like your child just went missing. Like, yeah, like, I would also. Age, yeah. yeah. If anyone that we knew, like, their kid went missing, like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. how do you come back from that without being, like, completely just, like, you, dead inside? You don't. I mean, like, if you can, like, bounce back from that, like, honestly, you're, like, the best person in the world. Um, yeah, and, like, and you're really strong. I don't, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, and it basically, the case just followed them until they all died. Like, even Doc's last words were about Catherine and wanting to know what happened to her. Yeah. Yeah. God, and that's so pretty much, I mean, that's, like, so sad. Oh, sorry. That's why, I mean, it's just, like, it's cold. Like, it's, yeah. we don't have any idea. There's just theories. There's so many theories, but we truly just don't know what happened. Like, right. no one, I mean, no one knows what happened. And at this point, it's been 100-plus years. No yeah. one is going to be able to come forward. Like, no one's going to come forward. Like, all these other cases, true crime that you see today, there's still time for someone to come forward. Like, the girl I talked about from Bloomington. Right. Someone has to know. Like, someone out there or has like to the Delphi. Know. Yeah. Yes, the Delphi girls. Like, come on. Like, someone. The Delphi girls still, like, I, that's crazy. That scares me because I, I go on that trail a lot. Which you guys are going to have to look up, like, the, like, probably too long for this one. But the Delphi girls, you need to look oh, up I'm that. Oh, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure you've heard about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you've heard about it. Um, but it's just crazy, like, in this day and age, how someone can just disappear into thin air and you're telling me that with traffic cameras and all the technology that we have and how many people there are in this town now and all the towns, like, not one single person knows, like, someone knows something. Yes. They're either too scared or they're, like, in on it or, 
I mean, come on, like, no, it's yeah. just crazy. And, and, if, and sure. if you know anything or you think you've seen something and you're not sure, you're not sure what to do, you can at least file it without calling 911. Yeah. Call, contact the you appropriate can even, authorities you can anonymously. Email, you can even email now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is really interesting too, because it's probably not only obviously psychologically difficult, but uh, I remember, I think, reading about Ted Bundy and mm-hmm. how he, he lived with a partner for yeah. you know, most of the time that he was doing what he was doing and had a very normal relationship with her and her daughter. Yeah, and they had yeah. no they had, idea. Well, they also that, but eventually she did have an idea. She kept reporting yes. it. And it, no mm-hmm. one took and her nobody seriously. T- yes, nobody took her seriously. And which that's also like, gosh. Like, I watched both do- the documentary... Um, where it was like the actual like documentary, like explaining things and mm-hmm. showing the clips of Ted Bundy, and then I also watched the one where Zac Efron mm-hmm. portrayed Ted Bundy. But I recommend watching the like actual documentary, not the movie style, right? Um, based on I watched the actual documentary because it kind of portrays from like all sides. Like it, yeah, it gives everybody's, and then the one that Zach is in, it mostly just shows like his side mm-hmm. and how like. Mm-hmm. It was it mostly showed from like Ted's side, and you're like, wow, like I mean, yeah, like I could see how people yeah. like trusted him and would not suspect him mm-hmm. at all. But you'd have to watch the other to see, like, yeah, I mean, how he really played a number on people. Yeah, and then you have, um, I think it's the Weezy Voice Killer that it was, where he even called to, I think, confess, and yeah, so the the nine one one operator that was a prank call and just like hung up on. Him. Yeah, I don't, oh my I don't God. know if it's the same one I'm thinking, but they're, yeah. I don't know if it's that one, but it's one of those um, phone call Yeah, because there's a cases. few different cases where, but there's one that I remember where he would continually call the police after he had done something, mm-hmm. and it was almost like he was having blackouts, and then he'd come to, and he'd call the I police I think that was the weepy voice. Yes, and that like, was the weepy voice. Yeah, and they have voicemails where he's just like crying and saying like, you have to catch me. Yeah. Wow. And it's really like kind of traumatic to listen to. He's, yeah, he sounds stupid as hell, but I mean. He does, yeah. So you have all these different, like, you have things where, like, they're just run cold and you don't know anything. And then you have cases like the Chris Watts, which I'm sure everyone has heard about. Oh, yeah. Because it's so popular on Netflix right now. But it just happened a couple years ago. And you have things like that where he, we know what happened. We know exactly, we Mm -hmm. won't ever really know why he did it. But we know exactly what happened. He killed his pregnant wife and then killed his two girls. And then he's still getting, like, fan He's sitting... What the hell? Yes, he's getting, like, fan mail in prison. And he's just, like, numb to it all. And, like, even, like... Like, I don't know. Like, interviews now, he still, like, talks about how he just was, like, numb to the situation. Like, I was reading something the other day, which I don't know if I caught this when I was first, like, watching stuff about it. How he killed the two girls at home first, like, smothered them like, tried to kill them, the yeah. little girls at home, because he didn't want them to see the killing of the mother. But they, he didn't do it well enough, and they came, like, they came back to life, like, woke up. He obviously didn't kill them. He just, yeah. they passed out. And then they came back, and he had killed the mother, and it talked about how he was, like, dragging her through the house, and they were like, what's going on? Like, they were clearly scared. And he's mm-hmm. like, and he talked about how he's like, well, I, like, didn't want them to see this, but now I'm going to have to, like, kill him again later. And I'm like... So we know exactly like what happened oh with this. Like, he's a fucking monster. He like killed the mother, killed the pregnant mother, and I then didn't like know he had actually detailed like yes. what he's done. He, oh, he detailed it all. Like he still <sighs> t- detailed it all, and he's like been numb to the situation. He like it's just like whatever, like no big deal to him. Like so he like, he says my daughter's voice will like haunt me forever. Like about how she was like, no, daddy, don't like. Are you freaking kidding me? You know what? I hope that he can't sleep at night and he only yeah, hears that. Yeah, I hope that. that that's all he because hears. Fuck that because guy. Because he killed the. So you, I'm sure you guys have heard of it. But he killed his pregnant wife and then like drug. He couldn't like lift her, so he like drug her through the house, drug her downstairs, and out like. And how his the cameras on his house did not catch him like putting her in the car like that doesn't make any it sense. It was the neighbors. Uh, yeah, because like, it was the neighbors. Ring or something. Yeah. How does it, how did that not work? But yeah. anyway, put her in the car and then he's like, well, now I gotta like the girls like. He didn't have their car seats in there, and they were asking, well, like, Mommy doesn't want us to, like, be in the car without our car seat. He's like, it's okay, it'll be fine. And he was like, and they're like, they're like, what's wrong with her? And he's like, she's fine. It's a, She's just not feeling well. And then he gets on there and then, like, goes and does, disposes of the body. Like, clearly doesn't care. He's not trying to not be caught. Like, he yeah. disposes, he doesn't do it in a very... Not even the kids. Like, he, he doesn't even really try. Like, he puts the mother in a shallow grave and talks about, like how she clearly, like, had released herself. Like, he, like, is just completely, the way he's described things, none of the situation. But I'm sure everyone's heard about that. That's, like, a whole other thing. But it just blows my mind how some cases go cold and then the others, we know what happened. But then it's still, like, it still gets you because you're like, why? Why would someone do that? 
Yeah. Mm. And then there's two other cases that are technically unsolved that like I cannot stop thinking about, and it's the Elisa Lamb case where. Have you heard that one, Chelsea? I don't. That one's maybe fucking weird. Oh, I don't want to go over on time, but essentially they have um, security footage of her in the elevator, like almost as though she's being followed, but also like she's like she appears very paranoid. paranoid. How long ago was this? Not that long. A couple it, years. It's been like a couple years, like maybe between 2015 and 2020. Oh, okay. I'm yes. thinking. Um, and then they found her. This is like the part that like I cannot stop like thinking about because like. A lot of times people will cover the case, but then will not talk about how her body was found and how weird it was. Mm -hmm. So they found her after, and this is going to be a little gross, and I'm sorry about this, um, but they got reports, the the hotel staff did, that the water was tasting funny, the water was brown, like something was off, and so they went to check the, um, the water tank on the roof, and that's where her body was decomposing. Yes. And the thing is, they how did they get her out? They had to cut a hole because you couldn't get her body out of there because it was so tight a squeeze. That yeah, no so it's like, how did she get in there? Because it wasn't physic- It wasn't really possible for her to put herself yeah, in there. Yeah, and like her body yeah. was like not like crushed or like hmm. you know, it was just like a body was just in there. Yeah, and it was it's just lots of weirdness because she, I believe, had a history of like mental illness to a degree. Right, and they know that they had been giving her medication that should not have been mixed at the time. And I know that it's noted that she she was not taking the medication that she was prescribed except for one antidepressant. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's theories about was she taking her medication properly, that sort of thing, but there is footage of her that we'll show you after this, and people you should look it up too, but I don't want to bore you. Um, Yeah, a lot of people cover it in a lot more detail. Yes, so definitely watch someone who covers it in detail. Um, And like the security cam footage is not gruesome, it's just interesting. interesting. Yes. Um, That case, and um, oh god, what's the other one? Uh, Oh my god, the Casey Anthony case. Which I, oh my gosh, that's a whole other podcast yeah. we might want to talk about. Yeah, we really might have to consider talking about that eventually down the line yeah. because that's a whole thing. Because like that I think anger that's yeah. that is anger, but also there's more to it. Um, that does not make uh, her innocent at all, but it's just like it makes way more sense than just a random occurrence. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't even have time for that. <laughs> but wow. okay, if you guys made it this far, thank you. Yes, thank you. I um, hope this was cohesive and, like, you could understand it. Because <laughs> I know we talked about a little bit of rain at the beginning. And then once we got... To, we talked about a lot. Mostly true crime. So I'm glad we stayed on the topic. A little topic bit of coffee. For, yeah. A little bit of coffee. But, yes. If if you want to, like, help out with the finding of more kids, I would like to give a little plug. Um, which I always like to shout out if I have the opportunity to. Um, uh, I want to say it's thorn.org. I want to say they... Basically, they're a, a nonprofit that is dedicated to finding missing children, mm. okay. primarily with um, trafficking, yeah. trafficking issues. Um, because I mean, now more than ever with the with the internet being the way it is and technology yeah. advancing, like so are these disappearances. They're advancing too, and yeah. they can use like any help that they can get. Yeah, it will be used for good. Yeah. Um, and we'll link that in um, somewhere. We'll link it somewhere in yeah. our Instagram or we'll, and Twitter. We'll like have the link to that as well. Right. Yes. So happy Halloween, everyone. Happy, um, happy spooky season. Yeah. Have a good week next week. Yeah. And we'll see you again next week with more spoops. Some spooky boys. Bye. Bye. Bye.